My name's Ian Austin, and this is Friday Night Shudder. And this is a special episode, because this episode is episode 13 and of weekly episodes, and because it's Thursday evening at 10 to 8 British time, I've decided that instead of not doing an episode or instead of doing an episode early tomorrow morning and doing a proper episode, that we're going to do a live-ish episode. So this is going to be me watching Black Lake episode 3 live. And it'll be coming up in 3, 2, 1, bingo. So this is what happens when you're a dead cake doing podcasts, but then you realise that shit, you fucked up and you need to do it quickly. So if you want to watch along with me, if you press play now, here we go. A Shudder exclusive Black Lake episode 3. Um, previously on Black Lake, the cellar door is open. There, there are someone who opens it. And the um, dude, oh shit, what's his name? Um... Fuck, I forgot his name already. The dude who owned, who's the caretaker in the lodge was talking about how he um, did some shit. Bro man obviously headed the investigation. Um, Holly, it's never seen anything worse. There's this chap named um, Heidenberg, whether he murdered the Scarlett Johansson family who commits suicide by drowning. Um, someone, oh, a big fat potato, potato boy was down in the cellar for an hour. Fuck, he's previously passed, moving so quickly. Um... They don't need to say anything to Holly about what happened. Um, the woman kissed um, Johan and Holly had a little brother who drowned. And Jacob might be back. And holy shit, it's only two episodes. I feel like we've jumped through so much already. Instantly, I'm going to see... Um, I know I said I was going to review Harry Potter Crimes of Grindelwald. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. So I guess review Saturday, because why not for another episode on top of this fiesta? Um, if you remember, um, Johan and Holly got engaged at the end of not at the end of episode. She I think at the end of episode two they got engaged midpoint through episode two. Um, her sister says good morning to her as they're in the um, breakfast bar, and they're going to have a chat with some coffee. Um, no, someone the the woman from um, oh fuck I forgot all these names. <laughs> the woman. Who's dating Johan's friend? Um, she stares pink eye and passed out after taking some LSD. Um, the Elian and Johan, obviously, they kiss, there's tension there. Um, Frank says, um, Oh, J- Jocelyn, I don't know, fuck, I've forgotten what names are, eh? Apparently, it's important for his sleep, so brain and body may cover. And Hongi wants to know what she meant. And, you know, he says, we'll be there when we wake up. They ask, they're questioning him as why she hallucinated when she was high. And that's coming off this question. You tend to hallucinate when you've taken that much LSD. We get shot the cellar door through CCTV camera again. And, oh, there's, um, I can't remember these goddamn characters. Hongi, yep. Um, she's there and she's walking and the CCTV camera and the actual camera there, and she pins, finds a picture on the floor Ooh, of a boy drowning, looks like. Could that be the Jacob, her brother, who's um, prophesied to return and then drown again? Very shitty drawing, by the way. She hears noises and goes, hello, as you do, but there's no one there, so she's got to stare mournfully at the picture some more. Oh, gra- the writing on it is Gradic Jamit. I don't know what that means. I assume it's something bad. And again, it's another example of if you're Swedish watching this programme, probably get on land other than other people would, because I don't know what that means, so it's a mystery to me, but people from Sweden are sort of like, oh shit, that means um, 
Jack of Drown or something, aren't they? Anyway, we get scenery porn for the opening credits. If I'm talking really fast, because this show is moving really fast when you're trying to talk about live. It's crazy. The um, Hannibal opening style credits, which are very style of substance, because it's very much hinting at shit that hasn't happened yet. And also paying off stuff that has happened. It's kind of a weird hybrid there. And ends with the Black Lake logo over the mountain. I have my beer of choice, which is Bud Light, because I'm a connoisseur of terrible TV and terrible beer. This isn't terrible, this is pretty good, but what can I say? Frank is um, picking up Potato Boy's um, food. I can't, oh, Frank's missus, she's called Jessen. Um, Holly wakes up in bed. Um, She's very... No, no. Um, Jessen wakes up in bed. Oh, shit. Her eyes are fucked up. She's got bloodshot eyes. Don't do LSD, people. Hong is staring, drawing the the Gradic Jamit from before. Having... Uh, oh, no. She's not having a conversation. Um, Johan's on the phone talking to his dad again because that's fucking riveting. Hong looks as bored as I feel. And Johan finally hands up and she asks if he can borrow her phone. No, she asks if he can borrow... Uh, she asks if she can borrow his phone. Gender pronouns are sometimes important when watching programs like this. Um, she wants to Google the words Gradic Jamit, or Gadek Jamit. Joan asks what that is, and she's like, that's what she wants to find out. He says, get a grip. What a douchebag. She says, seriously, it won't take a minute. Let me borrow your phone. He gives her phone. She says, thank you. That was anticlimactic. It's conflict here, but it's not very interesting. These two have no chemistry. And I like, again, I like things intentional. So she can't find anything after two seconds. So he says, let's forget about Hocus Pocus. And she walks off. And then he said, she says she regrets bringing him. He says, oh, well, I regret bringing you. She calls him worse than Heinrichson. And he leaves. How is he worse than Heinrichson? That man literally murdered an entire family. Anyway, she's freaking out because she hears noises. And I've got sound off, so this is really... Te- this is like the most quiet place of all quiet places. Anyway, they take... Um, they go skiing again. Honey's sister... Bonnie. I think that's what established. They drive off. As, um, oh, Oswald Quist. is Potato Boy. He drives off too. And Hongi, when they leave, grabs a coat and she's... Where's she going? Oh, she goes to visit um, Dag and um, Dude. I don't know what his name is. Oh, um, Ferretson. Ferretson says that um, he's not going to pay Dad shit until he's... Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Dag and Ferretson are getting into a fight. They don't look happy. Ferretson's obviously the manipulative caretaker is my favourite character. And I've probably got that name wrong, but I'm not going back and check it out. It's a point where we're three episodes in where they're not telling us who any of these characters are anymore. Except Hongi, for some reason, her name's all over this fucking show. Oh shit, Ferretson's got a drop on her. He looks pissed. He remembers the last episode. Hongi says that she just wanted to borrow a scooter and he looks at her warily. Oh shit. Imagine if I could hear music in this scene. He looks at her warily and then he says nothing. He gives her the key and walks off. That was gripping. 
This show is certainly enrapturing me. And Holly turns scooter off and she goes, she fucks off on a snow bike. And she's exploring the Swedish, well, post-apocalyptic wasteland. The um, effects of global warming. Yes, global warming does freeze and does heat up at the same time. It's kind of weird that way. Um, Bonnie gives Joanne some shit. Um, Elin came on to... Oh yeah, talking about Elin making out with Johan. And, Hongi po- and Bonnie points out, well, you'd be pissed if Hongi did the same thing. So she doesn't look impressed. He asks why Hongi's acting all weird. And feelings if she's void me. You just cheered on her, douchebag, and said you regret bringing her up here. And then he says he brought her up here because he figured she'd think it's fun. Do you not know her at all? You dumb, dumb, dumbo. Bonnie reminds him that Honey's fragile, traumatised. You can't expect certain things from her, like smiling, because she hasn't smiled once in this programme. Joanne tries to be sympathetic by talking about how hard it is. He knows how hard it is for both of them, that's traumatic. But it's been over 10 years! Bonnie points out, wait, yeah, no shit. She lost her brother who fucking drowned. Bonnie reveals the mystery that she... The path the mystery that she was left there. No one asked what mystery was. Honey revealed... She reveals that Honey was on boat. She saw Jacob drown. Apparently it's a miracle she didn't drown too. I don't think that's what a miracle is. So that pays off mystery why Honey's fragile. She says she thought that Johan knew and he says, no, I didn't. Okay. Great. Frank is walking down the corridor fucking about for some keys and lights slap flicker. And there's a door ajar. When's a door not a door? When it's ajar? You can have that one for free. He sees the doors open, looks through sight, see if anyone's there. There isn't. So he gently opens the door and walks inside. You know what they say about curiosity? Curiosity walked in room and found his um, missus lying on bed completely unconscious with her eyes very bloodshot. Curiosity's a weird cat. Jessen looks very much out of it, you know, as you do when you take that much LSD and you trip balls. If you can't handle your recreational drugs, don't take them, kids. It's the rules. It's beer as shit. It's really shit. I made a huge mistake during this beer. Actually, just just side note, do you guys remember when this podcast... Oh, shit, Gadget Jamit's written on the wall in yellow paint. Anyway, you guys remember when this podcast was sponsored in um, the little bunny quotation marks by various fins? Yeah, was it great when that's the case? Isn't that a fun feature you wish would come back? Well, shit, why not? I'm sure it'll come back at some point, but this is the most ineptly made podcast in the history of fucking universe. So who knows? It could come back next week. It might never come back again. But hey, I have four days off work, so what are you going to do? Now, um, blonde guy's back. Um, shit. Let's call him Wyatt. Wyatt's back. Um, Hongi reveals that she found a note, and Wyatt says, "Oh, God damn it! That's not normal. That's not Swedish." Um, he reveals that they need to cross the mountain, find someone who could assist them. If it's Broman, I'm gonna damn my drink, which could be fun because you're gonna have like minutes of silence. It's like down this very cool, very crap American beer. 
So Frank's um, stealing batteries from Jessen's coat. And he's stealing some other shit. Oh, he's looking for more drugs. Oh, he finds anti... Oh, he finds Sotopin. Which I assume is like um, an antidepressant of some kind. I don't know. He's really snooping here. So, Ferric, Dag, Erky, Erky even, and um, Dag rung into Frank, and Frank asks if there are any more keys because someone wrote on walls. Eric says, Ferret says yes. He says yes, again. Frank asks him if he went in room. He says no, and walks off. Okay, so that's old. Dag asks how Mrs. is, and Frank says, did you go into our room? That's not answered to this question. With no sleeping there, do you think I'm sick, says Dag. He walks off. You almost murdered the guy because he refused to accept your knife. And you think, like, these people are seriously going to believe you are not fucked in the head. I mean, I know you offered knife freely, but you still implied that you are going to murder Johan if he didn't take it. Frank looks up, up at cameras and remembers, hey, maybe I should look at this footage. Maybe that will point me out a little shit. And then he finds out it's pointing away from Salador, so he points it back. Oh, we get a shot of a deer. Oh, a bunch of deer. Oh, they look adorable. As Dag, as um, fuck, Wyatt and Hongi catch up for the others, I think. Um, Wyatt says he'll speak to Birdner, uh, but he needs to know. And Hongi smiles. Oh, man, you want some of that Wyatt? Oh, that's adorable. And deer, oh, broken deer. Looks at Hongi and makes a face, and then deer start running because someone starts throwing snow at them. Oh, and they look adorable, and she smiles when she sees them. And, um, oh, we're not with the others. Why it's torn some dude named Beard Man? It's not man, it's not characters in shirts, last name man. Anyway, Beard Man, um, and um, Wyatt start messing about the deer, grabbed by antlers, and they push it down on ground. and... What are they going to do? Oh, shit. Hongi look, looks very sad as... Wait a second. What? What are they doing? The deer's face down on the ground. Looks like they're about mercy killer. Hongi gets very sad, starts crying. As Wyatt reveals that Bethany doesn't know what it said because there's so many different dialects. There's at least four. Apparently, he knows F1, so he must know someone could hate them. How do you know that, Hongi? You literally just met him two seconds ago. She grabs the note and goes off to Bethany. Is why it's like, well, fuck, okay, I guess my dialogue in scene's over. Beardman looks at her strangely as she shows him the note, asking if he can if he can please assist her. He looks at the note, looks at her, looks at the note, as she asks, what does it mean? He looks at the note, looks at her, takes the note, looks at the note, pockets the note, and she smiles again, says, fans, we didn't tell you anything. Frank HQ is spinning camera around he's looking around and he can't find anything in background just in sleep and oh there they go um, Eric Ferris Ferric and Dad walking past again holding the same box in background just in too fast asleep Frank looks oh he sets up camera room is he going to make set state no and not Cameron Diaz Jason Siegel movie vehicle maybe he's going to make set state anyway he cut away to um egg Honey asked if she can meet Wyatt tonight and they'll speak about beard men. Um, Wyatt says he can come over to you and Hon says that'd be perfect. Smiles, great. Yes, she's smiling a lot. I think she's smitten. I think she wants some for that whiteness. 
She says she needs to go home. And White says, look out for ghosts now, you hear? And Hongi looks very sad and pensive. She asks if he believes her. And White says, yeah, he does. Because what reason doesn't he to? He wants to fuck this woman. And she smiles again because she likes being believed. And she likes the idea of possibly being covered in ectoplasm later on. I went there. This happens when doing episode live. You just talk some absolute shit. And it's borderline sexist. Wyatt puts, uh, says she looks cold and he wraps a scarf around her, nice and intimate, and then says, there you go. You literally got engaged yesterday, Hongi. She smiles as they gaze into each other's eyes and he leans in and a kiss. Ooh. I say, that's a bit saucy for a Shudder exclusive. They give each other a look and she smiles again and does that thing of, of like, thank you. He says, you're welcome, messer. And she walks off, because I imagine he's got Texas accent. Dad's staring out the window. He's seeing everything. Frank is pissed about the camera. As um, Oswald comes back, says, Frank, what are you doing? Frank says, oh, I think someone came into our room. What? Yeah, the door's open. So you're putting up cameras? Does that bother you? Who writes this dialogue? Oswald says, no, I don't mind about cameras. They just might catch me jerking off in potatoes because I'm big potato boy. Um, dude, I don't know his name. What's up? Met. Oh, Met. Um, Bonnie. Not Bon. Not Met. Bonnie. Bonnie asked, uh, Frank asked Bonnie if she's familiar with medications or Zopatin. Zopatin, she says. Yes, that's an antipsychotic. Ah, Yes, that's an antipsychotic drug prescribed for schizophrenia and borderline. Borderline what? It's banned in Scandinavia, so it's not a party drug? No, I don't think so. Okay, why did he ask? No reason, he just said, hi! Oh, hi! Frank, Joanne asks where... Um, Frank asks, where's Holly? And Joanne says, I don't know, and walks off. Some really clever dialogue scene. Joanne looks concerned. Holly said she'd be here. She's not here, but she is here. She stood by the window, looking very confused. Well, maybe she's not. I can't see her face. I have to assume she's looking pensive because she's only showing motion in scenes with Kurt Russell's son. Fra- Joanne asked where she's been. You've been out all day, motherfucker. What do you think she's doing? She has a life a month without you, douchebag. They sit next to each other and tension's palatable. She feels she took a walk and just got some fresh air. It's very fresh in Swedish post-apocalyptic wasteland. He says he's acting like ass and he's sorry. She doesn't believe it, but he maintains he didn't mean what he said. She says, oh, so you didn't want me to leave? No. You can't say he regrets what he's saying, didn't mean it. So clearly he doesn't want you to leave, although he kind of does. He talked to Bonnie today. She said no. And he just stops for a few minutes. You're down there and you saw Jack drown. If he'd known, maybe Joanne would have been such a dick. He wants her to open up to him as he sat wearing a blue parking hat and she sat wearing her pensive clothes. Joanne assures her that she can trust him and that they can support each other. She says yes, because why not? Although he didn't ask questions, so he don't have to say yes. He says sorry again. At least the scene's not being run backwards. They hold hands. There's still no chemistry. She leans in and they kiss. There's still no chemistry. They're going to keep kissing so there's some chemistry. They kiss and kiss 
and kiss and kiss, no chemistry. They continue kissing, there's still no chemistry. More kissing, no chemistry. He's like, no, have to start taking clothes off, see if there's any chemistry. He starts unbuttoning, he starts taking off her trousers. There's still no chemistry. She smiles, but there's no chemistry. They, his top's off, they kiss, but there's no chemistry. They're kissing and kissing. He's, she's on top of him. She's mounted him and she's riding him. There's still no chemistry. He's, he's fondling her. There's still no chemistry. They kiss in scene cuts with a chimney blown smoke. Still no chemistry. On Frank watches footage of Jess and fucking about from previous evening, spin round like a moron while high on drugs. She spin round, spin round, spin round. Because she spin, he spins her right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round, right round. He watches footage in closing on her eyes, which are all white, but they're red second go. White means possessed. And behind him in the background, <gasps> Jesson's woke up. Oh, shit. But she's our focus. Her hair turns in a creepy manner. She's our focus and she walks off. Frank is immune to all of this. He turns back. What is this? No, that's what Jesson said. She's very confused. She looks at the wall. She doesn't know what's written. He asks if she wrote it. No, she didn't. He looks at her. Didn't you? She looks confused and shakes her head. How are you feeling? He asks. Great, she says. She doesn't look... Well, she looks better. Apparently, she slept for far too long. She was just borderline overdosed, you fucker. She says she needed it, which, no shit, you pretty much overdosed on recreational drugs. She doesn't remember what happened. Do you not understand how recreational drugs works? He said that she... He asked if she remembered having fit and screaming with, and she just said she didn't remember. She screamed that she murdered a kid. And Jessen's like, well, I was high. And then a kid, question mark. But I don't have any kids. And he says, no, not as far as I know. What is this conversation? Maybe she points out, I was a little fucked up. Maybe I said some shit that was out of context. He says, that happens sometimes when they hug. Yes, it can happen, she says. What is this conversation? Um, Joanne puts his boxer shorts back on. As Holly is back, naked back to us. She does not look happy. The chemistry test has failed again. You two are failing chemistry 101, for fuck's sake. She looks so sad, like, I did all this shit, and now I have shared a tense scene with this actor. I was full fucks about in kitchen. No, no, Dad is, is saying he saw... Wyatt kissing that Danish woman. He says, that's great, congratulations. He didn't think it happened so quickly. Well, we're, we got covered this ground quickly. Wyatt looks happy. Apparently, he says that he didn't try because she likes her guys effeminate. Dad reminds him that they have a plan. We have to get them out of there. Wyatt... Starts eating some oat crunchies. His dad eats some special K. That's great. Great, yes, that's great, that's great. And they eat their breakfast together. There's a picture of a mad, mad scene looking kid on the wall. And we're back in the ski lodge. And she's watching video of Heisenberg again. Hongi's studying this footage, but I don't know why, because it's the same fucking footage you watched yesterday. She wants to get us up to speed. So, Bromang on video asks, what happened? Oh, they murdered each other. And then cuts. Apparently, we get taunts of Oswald going through it and John Faze. What is that, a gay reference? You, you homophobic douchebags. Oswald says his glasses are cool. 
as someone steals them. Oswald looks very sad. He has headache. No shit, says Bonnie. Let me see. She looks at his eyes. Oh shit, he's got the infection. It's gross. You can't wear those because he's got pink eye. They start having games, so saying you're pink eye, and keeps Frank pouncing on him. Oswald says, get fuck off me. Leave my pink eye alone. As Joanne starts to realise, maybe Oswald was talking a bit more shit than said. Heisenberg on videos says the kids were very small, so he strangled them, saying they won't sit beside each other, so he sat them beside each other. You said this last week, Heisenberg. It's some new fucking material, mate. Come on. Hongi looks up and sees Jessen walk past her room very quickly. She's going to the cellar. Jessen, she says. As Jessen looks at her and goes, hello. Hongi asks how Jessen's feeling. She says, great. Don asks, what do you mean when you said you murdered a child? Jessen's sort of like, well, I can't remember anything happened, so I have no clue. <laughs> As she walked towards her. But Jessen asks Hongi, and Jessen's like, for fuck's sake. And Hongi feels that she worked on, she read up on briefs in Heisenberg and found out 20 years ago in January, he murdered some kids and their father and wife and their husband. No, father and mother, fuck. Honey says, well, you woke up pink eye. You said you dreamt that someone's strangling you, right? Question mark. Jess and Nolton go, yeah. And then Honey asks, do you remember anything else from that dream? And Jess and's like, no, no. Do you know what Gadak Jamit means, Jess? And I've seen it in many places, says Honey. On the fridge and clearing. This morning I found drawing with it. Jess and says, oh, well, it's written on the wall of my room. We can, this move, it's moving really fucking quickly now. What's going on, Honey? Justin... Wyatt says it might be Mylin. Myth about ghost of murdered child. I think those kids murdered 20 years ago. Try and contact us. That seems like a stretch. So Jesson says, come with me if you want to live. Because why not? We can make up our own continuity again. Um, Oswald is being given eye drops for his fucking pink eye by Bonnie. Honey's sort of like, what's the problem? And Joanne's like, usually complain about the contacts. You say they bother you. And Oswald's sort of like, well, yeah. And they say, you can't wear your fucking contacts right now. Wash your fucking hands and don't borrow glasses. And don't you borrow glasses off each other. He screams at everyone. That should be basic logic. So Frank, Joanne asks Jessen, how's it going? She says she feels better. Great. But he, he needs to ask her something. See, you need to... Oh, they, Jessen wants um, them to hit Hongi and her with seance. And Joanne's like, no, I'm not doing that. He's pissed. They've, Jessen maintains they think someone's trying to contact them. You're fucking kidding, says Johan. But we, they need to find out who it is, Johan. And, and you'll do it for board game? Really, you're doing this? It sounds just like us trying to play board games in our wrists with. Like... The second board game's race, I'm like, fuck that shit, I'm not doing it. And then after a few more beers or after a bit of fresh air or peace pipe, you know, you get to do it. I was thought first to be told to shut the fuck up and get involved. And they're going to do a seance. You know, I thought this, we'd get to episode five before this. Honey says to Joanne, you coming? He's sort of like, no, and we're not doing this, are we? She says, but you promised we'd support each other. Yes, he is. He promises, but this is stupid. 
Unless you're scared, of course, says Honey. Joanne's like, the fuck? Are you scared? She presses. No, fuck that shit. Let me prove it. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> he needs a drink of wine. <laughs> you dickhead, Joanne. You absolute dickhead. Um, Wyatt's in his room and Dad comes with a cup of tea. <laughs> what is wrong with these two? Um, he does... Um, uh, why wake up? They've got work to do. They're in the um, the playroom and they're taking pictures off the wall. We've all seen this scene horror movie. They need to set up properly. So they all sit around the circle, and because they're cheap, lazy bastards, they're using what is called a spirit glass instead of a Ouija board, and they draw around spirit glass. Um, Bonnie thinks it's nonsense, but it is interesting nonsense. So I'd say that's calling that description of this program. So group dynamics and social anthropology experiments are key to this sort of situation. Oh, Darwinism is back again. And wait, they drew they draw the Swedish alphabet on a bit of paper and they are gonna get ghosts to put spirit glass on words to form word, right? And as I don't know any of these fucking letters mean, I have no idea what's going to be spelled out. So this is literally the most mysterious program I've ever, best mystery program I've ever watched. Because even if they answer shit, I have no idea what's going on. They set spirit glass on fire and ask ghosts who it is. I have no idea what's going on. The glass is placed down. And they all touch it. Is this the really cheap working class version for fucking Ouija board? You know, like, holy shit. The glass doesn't move because why would it move? What, what does a ghost have to gain from any of this? And they stop touching it. Joanne asks if it works. And Frank's like, shut fuck up, let's do this and get over with. It's dumb, but it's dumbness that we need to do, you fucking dickhead. Um, Jessen sets a glass on fire again, blows into it, and says, who are you? And then puts this down. This is real. I like this show. This is really, really, really shit. Are people in Sweden this hard up that this is what passes fucking fun? This is bollocks on a level... Beyond a fucking Ouija board. You know? And glass starts moving because of fucking course it does. Joanne accused this Frank of pouring on glass. He can't pour on glass. His finger's on glass, you dumb fuck. Joanne takes his thing, tries to take his finger off glass and it, he does. And it moves and we get first letter, which is an M. Which in English language is just the letter M. But in Swedish, I have no idea what it is. Bonnie says that it's something that the someone subconsciously is pushing glass, which they're not. And then all the lights go out and candles and shit and door shuts. Someone screams what is happening. I can't hear it because I can't hang a fucking sound on. Someone stands up, don't know. Joanne goes to turn on the light because he can't see shit. He turns on the light and we get the... Someone's been tapped. One of the members is not important. And Jesson's gone. Ealing, Oswald and Frank go and look for Jesson. 
There's something asked me about earlier. Does it belong Jessen? Asked Bonnie. And Frank says, yes. What's wrong with these fucking assholes? Jason! Jason! Lippy, you're bleeding. It's okay, says Lippy. He pushes Oswald away. Oswald tries to touch wound again. He says, bleeding. Oswald, Lippy's like, don't fucking touch me, man. You've got pink eye. You'll infect me. Joanne asks what's happening. And Elon goes, I don't know. Jason, says um, Hongi as she starts exploring bedrooms. She looks in the bathroom, sees something strange and looks out of the bathroom. And she starts walking towards something we can't see. She storms off. She looks, Frank emerges and Bonnie does too. They're going towards the cellar door, which is open. Oh, shit. Eric is there. No one gets cut down in the cellar. Frank's like, but Jessen's down there. Eric is like, I don't give a shit. I'll go down there. I'll look for her. You stay here. Don't fucking move. Just go look for her. Screams Frank. He'll just wait, says Bonnie. Because we're not getting fucking perf to what's in the cellar of this episode. Oh, wait, we are. They're going down now. Holy shit. We're in the cellar, people. We've gone through the fucking looking glass now they've gone into the cellar and we have 10 minutes of the episode left holy shit jason says frank jason and they're shining torches and this is a really large cellar and they're in a room where those kids were murdered and broman got beat up and this is an ugly as shit room oh they find staircase leading to the abandoned mines with a Black top. Oh shit, they found Jason! Jason! And she's been fucked up. She's got a cut above her right eye and they're dragging her along. And Eriki is saying nothing and she's really in bad way. She's got a massive cut. Joanne tries to intercept them. Eriki's like, get the fuck out of the way and let us back up. They bring her up. Je- Let me see, Jason! They tr- oh shit, bon- Honey and Bonnie are trying to treat Jason! They asked Joan what happened, so I don't know, I wasn't even fucking there. Oswald and Eli look very confused. They asked Bonnie what to do, and she's like, get to my room, I'll go get my medicine bag. I don't think she's a trained medical professional, I really don't, because you wouldn't really be moving her this much, given she might actually have a problem. No medical, serious medical problem. They lock the cellar door, and Joanne's like, don't you fucking move, Eriki. They put... Um, Jason, da- Jason, they put it down gently and she's really messed up. Where's Bonnie? Bonnie, Bonnie, come here, Bonnie. Bonnie, please. Bonnie's like, get the fuck out of the way. Let me treat my patient. Frank walks off and Joanne's like, Frank, do you think this is a fun game? And Joanne and Frank argue. And Joanne's like, Frank's like, get the fuck away from me. Jessie's got ketchup rubbing down her face. Hongi goes back to the Ouija game and sees the letter M again. And she walks forward and she sees something. And it's, it's, it's what you see, what you see. Oh, she sees the light shining from outside. Johan is pissed off and he grabs a flashlight. Oh shit, it's on now. And he storms off to the cellar and the cellar's shut. No, it's been locked. Oh shit, it's shut and locked. He looks up the camera and he sees it's been turned away from the cellar door. Ooh. Hongi's fingering, someone's fingering the Zopatin 
as they're trying to decide whether Jessen has concussion or not, and she's got some really poor stitches and so has band-aid over her head. Bonnie confirms it's not a concussion, says there's nothing wrong, but she was just attacked. How do you rule out concussion with a fucking flashlight? You can't rule out concussion with a flashlight. You're not actually a doctor. Stay at your medical care in Sweden. Jason looks very sad. As Frank asks her what happened, she shakes her head. She says she doesn't know if she attacked Lippy or not. Frank says, you have to save me if something I should know. I can client, client lawyer privilege. You know, he won't tell one. She doesn't know it happened anyway, so it's all from you. Frank asks, so why do you have any presents? And she's like, well, what the fuck do you think? Well, no, she says, why do you go through my things? And he's sort of like, I just, he won't know what is wrong. And she's sort of like, yeah, but you went through my things. He's really confused as why she went crazy and said she murdered a child. Jessen says, yes, she... Oh, shit, she actually murdered a child. What the fuck? Frank undersaves that by looking very confused. Like, not scared, not angry. But Jessen continues that she murdered a child. She Oh, she had termination five years ago in Berlin. That's what you call Berlin syndrome, lads. Frank's like, oh shit, she says she party way too much. And it just gone too far. Yeah, because you, you know, you got pregnant. So she had, it's an abortion, it's not a termination. Then she became psychotic and she wound up in the psychiatric ward. What? That's where she got those. No, wait, what? Have a look, they expired five years ago. Wait, what? She got given medication, but it expired five years ago. Why would you let her have the psych ward? Why would you let this woman take hardcore drugs? He asked, why do you still have them? Named late by five years ago. Because she doesn't, doesn't want to forget what happened. But maybe you should get rid of the tablets because you can't have them after five years. And feels it can never happen again. She wishes that she could have dot dot dot. Told you when she is ready. It would be then like two weeks, right? Frank says, you know I had to know what was going on, right? We know you've been a bit of a douchebag. Jessen says, why don't you go and tell the others? Apologise to bring your psychotic missus. Jessen says she's going to leave her anyway. Who gives a fuck? He hugs her and says, calm down. You're being hysterical. And Jason calms down a little. This poor woman. Frank says he's not judging her despite the pink eye. You know, he, he still wants to hit that. And he kisses her. Dude, you can... she's got an open wound on her head. She's got pink eye. And she's genuinely borderline psychotic. He really hit the jackpot there. Wyatt walks up behind and gives her a hug. She asks if he learned anything. He says he got a message from Beardman and he knows and Beardman knows what it says in the note. He holds out to her and then stops her for looking and he seems concerned. Says, Did our kiss not mean anything to you? She says, Yes, yes it did, but give me a note. He says, Well if it did, then come kiss again and she's like, No, I just want a note. She points out I she has boyfriend and they're engaged. 
and Wyatt's like, oh, oh, okay. And then gives her a note and she looks pensive and he walks off like, okay, fuck this shit. I'll see you in episode four. <laughs> she looks sad and realises that she cheated and didn't get any fun. Gadget jam means, oh, tongue teeth, it's to kill or be killed. Is that what it means or is that an extra bit to it? Hong looks very sad, realising that she could have hit Wyatt up at least once, you know. If she if she couldn't cheat, at least go away, surely. Like, if you're going to get in trouble no matter what you do, you might as well fucking do the whole hog. Besides, you clearly have no chemistry with Johan. Osfolk turns the camera and goes walking somewhere, and he's got a key. Oh, shit. Remember the storyline from last episode? He's fat, this potato fucker, potato boy wants spider place. So he walks into a room and Lippy walks out of the shower, I think. And his hair's now black when it was, like, yellow before. And Oswald, holy shit, Oswald's there. As Lippy gets out of the shower, Oswald is sneak up behind him as Lippy's drying his raggly hair. Oswald walks right up behind him to get into focus, off being out of focus. Oswald looks at him, Lippy looks at him. They share a look, and Oswald, they can fuck. Lippy drops a towel, and, oh, they, they, oh, there you go. You know, if, if we see a man and woman with no chemistry in TV programme, then we might as well see two guys with chemistry, you know? Guys fucking, you know, small age. Jason throws, um, Jason throws Frank down on bed, and she's going to blindfold him. No, she's going to tie his hands together. They've really stepped this up. But I don't think you should be putting your dick in a woman. Oh, sorry, I know it's really crude. I don't think you should be fucking a woman who's probably got a concussion and is also tripping balls from drugs. You know, they say don't fuck crazy. We certainly don't, you know, ban someone who's on virtual psychotic break has murdered, told you she just murdered a child, is tying your neck together with a fucking rope and tightening her hand with it. Oh, shit, Jason starts strangling him. Jason! Jason! And she starts tightening grip. And she starts getting off on it. And she's, oh, man, she's bounding and bounding and looking, worn, seeing the gadget jam it written. Oh, and she's tightening. She's tightening. And he's straining against it. And she's, oh, she's... Oh, shit, her eyes are bugged out. And, oh, that's it. Because I'm not watching next week. Fuck that. So, yeah, wow, that was um, episode three. So, what have we learned in this episode? We've learned that Oswald and Lippy um, have more chemistry than Johan and Honey. We've learned that Honey is a tease. We've learned that um, drugs are bad. And bondage is okay as long as the other person consents and you don't break their neck with a bit of rope or a bit of a stringy. Learn that um, there's beard man knows everything. And we've learned that spirit quest bottles game is the worst fucking version of Ouija board I've made. So I think with that in mind, it's time for the end of epilogue. So, the end is epilogue for episode 13. Lucky 13, unlucky 13, the choice is up to you. But this was a different version of the podcast. This was a live-ish episode, a live watching view. I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing feature for these 
episodes is just because I ran out of time this week. I've had a really long week at work and um, I've been very tired and I decided no, I was going to do something different uh, last minute. But hey, on plus side, this won't go up at eight in the evening, which was an idea I had because I've run out of time. Anyway, um, I am going to see Harry Potter and Crimes of Grindelwald tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed episode 13. And I'd just like to say again, thanks for listening. You know, this podcast does not exist without people. It would still go up, even if no one listened. But I'm very grateful that people do listen. And this weekend is for the start I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday off work. So I'm going to be getting home myself with Love Podcast recording. Hopefully I'll be able to get a night um, ship. Whatever it's called, Christmas Nightmare. Um, uh, Nightmare at Christmas. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Um, the Nightmare, the Freddy Krueger, first Freddy Krueger movie. Um, Nightmare on Christmas Nightmare on Christmas Eve's Eve, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, hopefully I'll get that done. A few episodes of the um, Black Lantern, Blackest Night comic um, recaps. And maybe one episode of this so I can take hot next week off. Anyway, until next time, this is Ian Austin signing off for Friday Night Shudder. And remember, life is beautiful.